It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Welcome in Reno, ESPN Reno and ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company, Willie's here, Ari's here. Big four at four is how we start off the hour. Let's get to it. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. Big day for Willie yesterday with Eastern. He watched a lot of the Masters. He was fired up. We opened the show for a couple minutes on what happened with Bruce Kepka falling apart and allowing John Rahm to come from behind and beat him. Mickelson, I mean, two of the top three. Live, live guys. Yeah. What is it? Snitchelson? Phil Snitchelson. Snitchelson. Yeah. Phil right. Snitchelson. Right. You don't trust him. You big, don't trust him. Big rat. Kepka's kind of a baby, isn't he? He's kind of volatile. Did you see him complaining about the pace of play? He was annoyed with the guys in front of him. I saw it when you loaded this. I, I didn't. You know, it's weird. Is I'll watch the golf. I'll watch the mount. Watch a, a, a major. I won't read anything. You didn't about follow it up on on Masters blogosphere. No. Well, apparently already did. So he got us a story. Uh, Kepka used John Rom's frequent uh, bathroom breaks as an example to rip the guys in front of him. He was not happy with Patrick Cantlay. This is so golf, isn't it? I mean, pace of play is important. Uh, the weather was also a freaking nightmare throughout the weekend, but he was complaining about Cantlay, and as an example, he said, the group in front of us was brutally slow. I think Rom went to the bathroom like seven times during the round, and we were still waiting. So, is that embarrassing? What if Rom had some real problems? You got to tell him? Well, well, wait a minute. If he's saying Rom went to the bathroom seven times and he, they were still right. waiting for them, right. is he? He's, he's getting on. Ri- he's getting on the group in front he's of him, not, not Rom. Rom. He's no, like he's Rom. Had, we had so much time right. that Rom took like five dumps and uh, you know okay. emptied out. So then my question is, dumps, why didn't it affect Rom? Ooh, ooh! I didn't watch the press conference. I wish someone had asked that. There's only one thing that I really appreciate about Brooks. Or is that Kitt? a one-on-one? The only one thing I think the main thing I what what I, I, I honestly think about that I want you to think about it. I want you to picture what what do I appreciate about about appreciate most about Kepka? Uh, I don't know his girlfriend wife looks like he could probably throw up about I don't know he's a big guy yeah I don't know if he's tall he looks he looks puffy big yeah I like to get him in the gym the, the new age of golfers I like they, to get they him actually in the gym. lift weights see if he yes oh, now you're gonna have a challenge for the guy who's twenty years younger than you sure twenty or. Or is he more like 30? He's, uh, he's 32. Uh, Rom's 32. No, Rom's 32. Kepka's. I thought Kepka was in his late 20s. Vast research. So, no, Kepka's 28. And, and Rom is 32. This could be real trouble. Uh, Rom yeah. is 28, according to my. Oh, is it the other way around? Okay, we're talking about Kepka. Rom 28. Yeah. Kepka 32? Kepka's the one you think lifts, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may have looked up his age. I thought it was uh, the other way around, but. Nothing. Fast research crew. Hey, Kepka's 30, thir- 32. Hey, he's 32. Rom's May thir- uh, May 3rd of 1990. So there you go. So, so he's May 3rd, little, little May 3rd Kepka's going to be 33. Yeah. And May 11th, I'll be 54. Oh! So if we, if, we, if we do, like, analytic type stuff, right? Because if we, if we have PFF to do some grades, we could figure out where we would meet in the middle, and we'll see who can squat and deadlift and bench more. All right. 
That seems I'm sure. I will tell you this. Let's have a I will tell you challenge. this. Kepka, Let me try to Ke- top you with more imagery. Hey, listen. Kepka definitely can bench. Rom has got some tree trunks. That dude has some stems. Really checking these guys out. See their build, Well, you huh? can see. Yeah. I mean, you can see when he when he steps up and he's he's going into his stance to swing, his legs. He he does he definitely not, he, he definitely squats. They're not built like Craig Stadler or the Walrus. No, no. neither one of them is going to be the, yeah, the, or Tom the, the, new, or the new Walrus. Yeah, no. the Andy Reid of God. John or, Daly. Or who was uh, who was the Parcells clone who had the uh the kind of the bushy jugs when he was out there? Uh Colin Montgomery. Remember he was kind of doughy. You know who Those I was, are my kind of golfers. You know who I didn't know not these weightlifting guys. Was uh, I didn't realize he was still golfing. Was I thought he was a lot older, like senior. That was uh, Freddie Couples. He's sixty-three. Yeah, made the cut. Wasn't he the oldest guy ever to make the cut at the Masters? Yeah, pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. How was he built? Is he all right? If he, it doesn't matter if he's still making cuts at the Masters at sixty-three. Probably I got a little HGH. You think he's? You don't think they test for it? I, I don't know. They must, right? I would imagine you they do. You can't just be using HGH and testosterone on the tour, on the whatever it's called now, the Legends Tour. I think it's Legends, mm-hmm. not Seniors. Deer Antler. All right, number three. Number three. Leo Boston on HGH. You check that out. Diamond Miller. So who are some of the stars tonight going in the WNBA draft? And this, this draft is real interesting because if you go in the second or third round, you ain't guaranteed of being on the team. And this league has so few teams that this draft – I mean, you expect some stars to come out of the draft, but you you got to work to make these teams. Aaliyah, ba- let me tell you something. The Indiana Fever are about to be – they're about to go from the seller to contender. Wow, you really like Aaliyah Boston. You were really pumping her up last It has week. nothing to do with being Aaliyah Boston. It's got to do with the fact that they've got Nalissa Smith, who was arguably the best rookie last year. They've got Lexi Hull from Stanford, who just got Defensive Player of the Year – at Athletes Unlimited, and Melissa Smith, by the way, won the overall points total. They've got Kelsey Mitchell, and now they're going to get Aaliyah Boston. That's a heck of a foursome right there. That's going to be a fantastic uh, core to build around and to grow together, and they're all young. Kelsey's going to be the oldest one, and she's still got life left in her. I mean, Melissa was a rookie. Lexi, this Lexi uh, last year, they were both rookies. So, I'm excited about it. Alexis Moore from LSU. She didn't do the, but she was on the national championship team. She's coming out. Not sure who the Aces are going to take. They only have one pick this year. Last pick of the whole draft, right? 36th? Is that what it is? Very last. Very last. I mean, what are the chances the person makes the team? I don't know. Right? Makes me, makes me hope that they don't take Essence Booker. Why? Explain that. Well, because the Aces, I mean, they took they took players last year. I think the only – no, they te- they kept two, Asia Shepard and Kirsten Bell. But, I mean, one of the players they cut was Nikki Fargus's player at LSU. So, I don't I don't want – I don't want Essence to come in as the very last pick and they just bring her in to fill up the training camp and then they cut her loose. She'll end up somewhere else. They might be better suited anyway. Number two. It's finally over. My – National nightmare is finally over. Oh, boy. If I read one more stupid tweet or story about where Odell Beckham, like five months, then six months, then seven months, eight months removed from ACL was going to sign, one of the dumbest narratives I've ever seen during a football season. Okay, so now we expect him to be back to pretty much full strength by the season. 
And the Ravens have signed Odell Beckham. The Ravens have been pretty putrid at receiver. Like, Lamar Jackson's done all he's done. His passing numbers are pretty good. They've they've done, or he's done all he's done with not the greatest collection of wide receivers. So, Odell Beckham to the Ravens, and the first thing people are thinking of, hey, here the, here you go. Now, Lamar, we sweeten, we, we, we sweeten the pot for you, yeah. right? Here you go. Here's a weapon. Ulterior motive, 100%. They didn't sign Odell Beckham because they want Odell Beckham. They signed Odell Beckham because they figured – We'll get Lamar Jackson. No doubt in my mind that that is why. And if it doesn't work, well, at least we have a veteran receiver that has a ring that can that was well on his way to getting the MVP, by the way, before he got injured, uh, that could help whomever comes in under center. But I think that it was definitely something to sweeten the pot for Lamar Jackson, even though he wants to move on. Will it work? You know, as scary as it sounds, it just might because I, 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 I would have thought that someone would have scooped by now. I mean, where is it? Where, who's who's signing this guy? No agent. Him and mom are just handling business. Rosenhaus would have had him signed by now, no? What situation is done before the draft in a couple of weeks? Aaron Rodgers or Lamar? I almost said Odom. Lamar Jackson. Which one is more likely to be done before the draft? Aaron Rodgers. Why? Because it's 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 cut and dry. It's a matter of semantics. Here we have we don't even know who's interested or who's wheeling and dealing for Lamar Jackson. We know what's at stake. We I mean we know the the principles. We know it's the Packers, we know it's the Jets. We just need the deal done. We don't even know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. We haven't even I mean, could he end up here? Is he gonna go to the NFC South? Who's taking him? Who's we don't even know. I don't even know who if anybody wants to pony up. Here we're talking about just picks, conditionals. What's going to happen? So we're, you know the Ravens are doing what they should do. In this case, they're using the rules to their advantage, and the, the rules are always on the side of the owners. Most of them. Is everyone assuming that Lamar Jackson will you know face the ultimate decision? Just go. You know what? I'll play on the one year deal. And then it's going to be all copacetic from there. Like, don't you think there's an incredible amount of damage being done? Yeah. Did we see that with Rodgers in Green Bay? I mean, that's that's what's the difference? Do you, do you think Rod? Well, but this year, you think Rodgers was affected by the drama that led up to getting the three-year deal, and he still wasn't over it, and that's what led to his performance not being so great. I just think that it's it's a bad deal to say it's it's a bad situation when you say, "Well, I'll just take a one-year deal." And roll with it. When you've already put it out there, it's it's already known that you're not you're unhappy with the organization. There's already speculation that you don't want to be there, regardless of this. That's all semantics. You don't want to be somewhere. That's and that's with any job. Forget about football. It's just it's anything. If you're unhappy, go because because you're gonna make everybody else miserable around well, in the, you. In the NFL, you you can be an energy vampire if they want to keep you around. You have no rights. He well, can't go. Okay, well then you're the, the ultimate is then you're keeping the culture bad. You're 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 allowing the culture to remain sour. Number one, wacky situation with the Vegas Golden Knights. Crazy, hundred and seven points. Chance to be the number one seed in the West. If I ask you right now, who's going to start Game One of the playoffs? Go. Wow. After today. 
I want to say Logan Thompson just because of the fact that he skated. And if he's healthy, he should be the starting goaltender. He was your all-star goalie. But if it was status quo before today, <laughs> Laurent Brassois looked really damn good. I mean, he's he's played his way he's played his way into the number one spot. He really has. But I mean, if 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 Thompson and Hill are skating today and and the the playoffs start in another week, if uh if Laurent Bassois, or excuse me, if Logan Thompson can go, I think you have to give him the net. It's his net. Your guy Danny Webster last week said Brassois. If I just said, backing you up, yeah, with stat- a real hockey expert, yeah, yeah. St- <laughs> what? I didn't mean St- it that way. Status quo before today, absolutely. Laurent Brassois has been playing his ass off. They got a new hockey rink on the way at Lorenzi Park on. Uh, West Washington, 33-33 West Washington. It's in conjunction with the Vegas Golden Knights. There's a big event going down Thursday at Lorenzi Park, 10 a.m. The mayor will be there. Cedric Creer will be there. Uh, Kerry Bubbles, the uh, president of VGK, will be there. Chance, the VGK drumline, and the Vivas. Students by uh, are from the nearby Twin Lakes Elementary School, so go out there. Oh, and Derek England is on the scene, and so is Dave Gocher. Yeah, you can meet all the uh, luminaries from... The Vegas Golden Knights at 10 a.m. Lorenzi Park. Big hockey event as they uh, open up a new uh, ball hockey rink at Lorenzi Park. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400 is the number. Offices in Reno and Henderson and Las Vegas. 775-DAL-775-766-1400 in the north. We have to get into a little weekend TV a little later. We're going to have Seren Petro on as we uh, begin our series. Uh, all right, this is news to you. Uh, series of draft previews with different teams. So today we'll talk Chiefs. Tomorrow we'll get into the Eagles and go on from there over the next couple of weeks. But uh, I know you have a movie to recommend, which we'll get to in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I have one as well. It's not a movie. It's actually a show. Oh. Now I'm I'm bad on this. I have to look up what it's on. I don't know if it's on Hulu or Netflix, but uh, it's a show called Beef. I've I've seen it. It is... Awesome. And it all stems from a road rage incident. Willie. Willie. So you might want to watch it, brother. We don't need to be beefing on the roads. You never know what it can turn into. You know, we don't need to be beefing with teammates, right? We can all get along, right? Rodney King sent it out there. Much more serious situation. (laughs) Right? Can we all please get along? Right? I mean, this station sometimes head on a head on a swivel. I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know who's coming after me. I don't know who's gonna, you know, freaking chop block you. No one here trusts Ari. Very sneaky. You were just giving him shots during the break about his age. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Have you I ever? Don't, I don't have, have too much road rage because I'm too busy on TikTok. So that's a good point. You're you're busy watching. You're busy watching shows. Um, have you ever seen a team approach the playoffs with more violent tumult than the T-Wolves? What are we doing here? I mean, I'm all for punching each other, blow off some steam, but can you do it middle of the season, not the uh, end of the season, like two days before the playoffs? I, I don't get it. Keep it under control. I don't get it. Uh, first, we're touching phones, not believing in COVID, and now we're punching teammates. Oh, Gobert, yeah, that's right. I forgot about Gobert and his lack of judgment. 
Remember that? Patting down all the phones. Oh, this COVID thing, it's funny. Yeah. And then uh, he and then he was the one who basically started the whole freaking shutdown. It was you, Rudy. It was you. Rudy initiated it. Rudy's yeah. the reason why I lost out on thousands of dollars. Uh yeah, so <laughs> I I <laughs> Kyle Anderson took a shot to the jaw during a timeout, Steve. Gobert gets sent home by the Wolves. He will not make the trip to L.A. for the play-in game tomorrow. Well, there goes those 42 first-round picks they traded. On top of well that, worth it. on top of that, Jaden McDaniels was unhappy with how things were going. He has a broken hand after punching a wall before halftime. He picked up his second foul during Sunday's win against the Pelicans. Punches a wall. He's done. You ever break a hand? No. A wrist? A finger? Yeah. Finger? Yeah. I got two screws in this finger. Oh, what'd you do? What'd you punch? Playing softball in Northtown. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Where? Street where? fight after the game or in the game? It was. You know, it was no fight at all. It was Maybe just part of the competition. It was yes, it was part of the competition. It was a play at home plate. There where the that the 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 line off to the side of home plate, you're supposed to cross the line before the ball's caught. That's non existent in Northtown. It's straight barrel into no pads, no catcher's nice. gear, nothing. So yeah, I caught the ball days. caught the ball coming in from right field, come in. To, to to cover up for the for the slam and the dude just came in perfect. However, hit in the glove and finished the game and then went to the ER right. But we fi- you know I finished the game. Oh yeah, I trust you. And then the next day I was in the in surgery, two pins in that finger. But no, I've never been that frustrated where I've hit a wall like, but not like uh, John Voight in the Champ brick wall. Remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. Never, never, never where I'm just slamming my knuckles into, you know, drywall. Who does I mean, that? Nobody just, I, I, yeah, I just don't. I've never done that. I've been battered on the face, yeah. but I've never, I've actually, I don't think I've ever broken a finger. Uh, I'm surprised never, you've never, never broke broken your hand on Ari's face. Um, I mean, I, every, the only thing I've hit recently is every once in a while, I won't do it with, the, we have a beautiful new table here. I wouldn't, I have a lot of power. I wouldn't want to snap it in half. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, we could like, you know, like a couple times a year, like hit the counter. Yeah, right. we've been Frust- out to some frustration. Remote, we've been out to some remotes where I I can imagine you you you've wanted to unleash right. some frustration. But never, I I mean I pick I pick the target yes. carefully. I'm not an idiot. Right, right. I've punched myself more than I punched walls. You punch yourself a couple times. Just get annoyed. Couldn't get a readout or something. It's just like a hard smack. Like wake up, huh? Okay. But never a wall. We've had the, the walls in here have been punched multiple times. Well, they're padded. Um, they seem safe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as we brought up multiple times, the yeah, I guess we got rid of the whiteboard. Huh? It's gone. Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a multiple whiteboards. I keep saying multiple. A couple of different whiteboards got punched and cracked, but I, I didn't do that. But I, I'm not a I'm not a puncher. You know, who's gonna punch a window, punch a wall? Like, what are you doing? But apparently, uh, Jaden McDaniel's is. Yeah. That's stupid. Are you are you a capital punishment guy? Or are you a wait? This got this escalated. What do you mean? What kind of capital punishment? Are you a disciplinarian? Oh, like that kind. Okay, kid? yeah, yeah. Isn't that was that is that corporal punishment? Cor- no, is it corporal? Is I think corporal ca- capital is a death penalty. Oh, corporal. I think, I think corporal is like you know some physical discipline. Ah, whatever. Punishment. Are you into same punishment? thing? Yeah, physical punishment? death or just get a punch. <laughs> um, well, who would I who would I do that with? If you had a kid, I said. 
Um, Would you? I, do- you know, I don't know. I can't say. I'm out on this one. Uh. I never had one. I didn't want them. Um, I would think. I don't. I don't hit. So you know. No, I wouldn't hit him. Now, could that be from a childhood or just being – no. I was going to make a joke, but beating up your kids is not funny. No, I'd never beat up I got, Jordan. I got whacked a, you know, a couple times. Yeah, I never beat up Jordan. As, but as a youngin on, on the butt, that's it. Jordan cut fire. I heard. Lots of times. Yeah, I heard. He's caught a as backhand you, one time in public at at an elevator in California for for something that, that he just it just it escalated and he caught a backhand and he just stood there it was one of those ones where he just lo- where they just look at you and then slowly then the blood just started trickling down the nose oh, you, you, and he you, looked you at busting me him open. and he he touched it and saw the blood I was like good now now you know I'm serious well, you like telling the story yeah well discipline Is Jordan you know? gonna have a book coming out no. like a Crosby type thing here he'll wait till after I die Daddy dearest yeah. Then he comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So we got basketball players punch taking shots at each other and the wall, and uh, two of them are on the Wolves, and now they won't be playing against the Lakers. Line awesome. went from five and a half to seven and a half upon announcement. Okay. And the Lakers are getting healthy at the right time. Sixteen and, and seven over the last twenty-three. Playing well. That's since the All Star break. Right, but and you know what? I think it's good for the playoffs because it's the Lakers. Because you either love them or hate them. They're not a team in between. It's not like, ah, I could care less. Like, like nobody's paying attention. Like, nobody cares about the Clippers. Nobody cares about certain teams and that are, you know, nobody nobody cares. But the Lakers, you either want to see them lose or you want to see them win. So I think it's good for basketball. Now you add in LeBron, and it's the exact same thing. I don't think that there's any in between. You either love them or hate them. So good you know, for the, Did you see the note I sent you that these playing teams that win the playing don't do anything. They haven't won a playoff series since. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's only the fourth year. Right. But, you know, after they advance, nothing. Right. Like, do we actually have some teams this time in the plan that can win a series? Can the Lakers win a 2-7 series? <sighs> it's tough. It is. It really is tough to say because uh, it depends on what Lakers team you're getting. But if they're fully healthy, I, I, I don't know if that's a team I want to face. I really don't. I mean, it'll be Memphis, right? Yes, I believe so. Shannon Sharp going to be at all the games, home and away. We're going to do this again. Sure. The question is, will John Morant play in every game? Will he be able to? Will he punch a wall? Will he pull a gun on a wall? <laughs> Why would he pull a gun on a wall? Why would he pull a gun on a video? Touche. I don't have an answer for that. I'm not. I'm not going to argue the difference between a video and a wall. Yeah, well. If you're dumb enough to pull it on a video, I guess you could point it at a wall. That's my point. You got me. That's my point. You got me on that one. Okay. Most dangerous team overall, though, East and West. Not who you think's going to win, because the, there's a difference. Most dangerous team in the East and West. So I have to pick a, a dog, then? Pick whatever you want. Well, we need some parameters. This is This is lunacy if we don't have a parameter. I don't know. So I, I still owe you a to, meal. I, 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 and we're about to come up with a new bet soon. Uh, it's not going to be on this. No, not on this show. I mean, not today on this show. No, not on this NBA topic. No, I'm just saying. I'm going to – okay, I have to pick – I'm making the rules here. You have to pick a seed that's 5 to 10 to make some waves. So a team that can advance to the the conference semifinals, who is it? I'll give I'll give mine in both. No, I I brought it up. You were making. But then you asked me, and then I asked you. So now who gets to go? Ari, who gets to go first? Who gets to? You don't answer a question with a question. 
Give me your okay. Five or I'm lower. Out of this. Most yes. dangerous. Well, because you had no rules. <laughs> I had to set some rules. Okay, all right. In the West, the most dangerous low seed below five is Golden State. They're the defending champs, and their core that's the defending champs that's has a, how many have they won? That's Golden State and Sacramento on Saturday. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the team that you said no one cares about. So because and it's just okay. just in there. The, okay. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Okay. I think the Clippers can be dangerous, and all they got to do to get to the semis is win a four or five series in the East. I got mine. I think we're going to have the same one. Uh, you know what? Uh, all in at the deadline, we're going to get rid of Kevin Durant. We're going to get rid of Kyrie Irving. Oh, but we're still going to vie for the playoffs, and they're playing well. I wouldn't want to – I think Brooklyn could be dangerous. And, you know, they just played the Sixers. Was it yesterday or the day before? They got smacked around. I think that they just didn't want to show their hand knowing who they were going to be up against. Brooklyn might be dangerous down there at the So six. now I, I can't pick Brooklyn. Why not? You can pick the same one. No, not we're not betting. One. You just said we're not betting. I'll go with the Heat. Okay. They have to knock off Boston. Well, first they have to get out of the out of the mini series with the, the uh, Bulls. But they've no, got a championship no, pedigree. The, they got to get. They're playing the Hawks first. Oops, my bad. My bad. Yeah. So they got to get past the Hawks. Do you like the play-in format? Like I like it this year because you have some teams with history. Were yes, you against yes. it? When they no, first never, came no, up with no. it? More no. playoffs, the better. Yeah. Rolling past the halfway point of the show. We're on in Reno here in Las Vegas. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. We are Cofield and Company, Steve, Willie, and Ari. John Von Tobel, JVT from VSIN's coming up. Our sports gambling spot on Mondays. We'll get into the Masters. We'll get into what happened at UFC. And uh, I also want to get his read on the most popular sports to gamble this time of year, April and May, and if the NBA is actually fourth. We'll find out what his answer is. I don't think in terms of real popularity it's fourth, but golf, NHL, UFC, NBA. Today is a big one uh, on a lot of fronts. Well, first of all, Willie and Ari are trying to steal and then steal back uh, one of the features they love on the show, the National Days. Mm. We always get fed, what what National Day? What are we celebrating? What are we Putting up there, what, you know, big chicken, what are they doing? You know, some big companies doing something. Big, uh, you know, the whole group, the whole group of them. Willie sends over uh, too many national days to mention on this April 10th. Nobody gives an S. The only one worth mentioning is National Hug Your Dog Day, which I'll get to in a second. Hmm. Ari and I disagreed. Ari had uh, up first National Encourage a Young Writer Day. And then he really wanted your advice on what you would tell a young writer. So you have the floor for the next... 31 seconds. I tweeted that out, that it was National Encourage a Young Writer Day, and I gave a shout-out to my Sporting Tribune colleague, Marissa Flores. And what I've always told, no matter what, how many speeches I've given to journalism classes, either at high school or UNLV, is no matter what, always remember, when you walk into a press box, either when you're still in college or beyond... Wear a jersey and cheer a lot. The credential you wear is the same one that the curmudgeon named Steve Cofield at the other end or Ed Graney or Willie Ramirez. Once you're in there with that same credential, you are equal to them. Don't feel inferior, and you be there like you, you work with confidence. good example would be Jade Thomas stepping right up and asking Mick Cronin a question. There you go. I don't. Is that what you wanted answered? Or were you talking about the radio business? You were uh, anything you goes. Said something I, about te- what would you tell a youngster? Encourage them to get into this business. Oh yeah. no, I wouldn't. And you I'd notice, I first thing I'd say is, if you don't like a lot of money, then don't get in it. But go ahead. 
I mean, I, I was curious to know if, if you would take a realistic funny. approach there, but I really was just saying it. And I also, Steve, I'm giving you a nod here. I, I consider you, you might not be a writer at this current juncture in your career, but you certainly are a writer. Am I wrong? So I want some advice from you too. <laughs> it better not be negative. Yes, we write out rundowns. Okay. Come on. That's part of it. You write out rundowns and scripts. And in a sure. sense, you have to come up with stuff. So yeah, I mean, regardless, it's a it, it, young writer- like you know that. what? It, it, you cover everything. I'm not a I'm not a broadcast journalist, but I've learned. You're not a writer, but you you know you you have to write things out. You have to write your script. Out. Don't try to swallow. All the national days today: <laughs> National Hug Your Dog Day, National Encourage a Young Writer Day, National Cinnamon Crescent Day. That's a big one. Uh, national Farm Animals Day. You know whatever floats your boat. Um, and then the most important one, I think the most important, significant one, is National Siblings Day. Let's all have a hand for our brothers, our right. sisters. Go ahead, guys. I don't know. Go ahead, any. Ari. Go ahead, Willie. What do you got? You can speak. You know, that's all I got. Here's the interesting thing about how little I talk to people. I don't even does does Ari have brothers and sisters? Do we even know? He's been with us for like four years. Anything? Willie, you got anything? One, two, three, four, five. I have Big a, family. You know, I have, I have a great picture from years ago that I took out at Heritage Park on right. the turf, and right. the sun was behind me, and the shadow was casting me. It was de- and it was like a long. You know how sometimes the shadows will go like elongated, stretched. And I took that picture, and I just kept it for whatever reason. Haley Jones, by the way, just got drafted out of Stanford. Uh, fantastic pickup for the Atlanta Dream. Um, and I always post that on National Siblings Day, and I go shout out to. Oh, never mind. Oh, wow. That's... It's always been me. Mm. You didn't answer the question about Ari, though. That's I what have... I was asking. What about Ari? I have two older brothers. Never knew that. How old? Way old? Older than us? Two years older than me, since it's a mystery. And one is two, and one is four years older than me. Okay, they're all under 50. We think. We Perhaps. still don't know what Ari's real age is. JVT is on the way. We'll ask about his family, too. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with John Von Tobel. John's coming up. Willie, do you play, uh, plan on wearing pants again before November? Yes. You do? Well, I'll be you got to go cover stuff. I'll wear a suit. That's a good point. You're a suit guy. You're, yeah. not as, you're not as much of a shorts guy as I am. John Von Tobel, he's in from v John, you going to put on pants before November? Oh, yeah. I mean, same thing with Willie. I had to wear pants to work, so not yeah. like when I go over to you guys. I can look like a slob with yeah. you guys. Well, I mean, Adam Hill sets the uh, the trend here, so at, at that point, we can do anything we want. Which, by the way, speaking of which, when you come over here at JVT, I actually, after our time last week and then back with these two jokesters, I, I miss you today. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. Wow. Got the WNBA Stinks. draft on. I'm ready to feed you some information. I'm letting you. I'm basically letting you run the show today. We've how much WNBA are we going to do today, right, well, John? Well, no, not today on the show. I'm just saying it's, in general because you know. John, you did get a big compliment from one of our listeners. He said you sounded much different without me around. Uh, are you talking about that on the Twitter? On Twitter? Yeah, but last uh, week yeah. I think I'm suffocating you. Yeah, I was going to say you're not there to suck the energy out of the room. So like that's <laughs> that's another really big part. As of I explained that, to the gentleman, I'm like, well, John's in the lead, so the lead sounds a little different versus the number two. Believe me, I, I sounded different when uh, you know when I would do serious XM stuff, and I was the two. You're, it's just a little different role. No, it was the topic of discussion on one of the shows last oh, week. Oh, exactly. When you're in here, the energy gets. 
Really? At times. Energy vampire? I can't remember or why or whatever. What we were just we were talking about no, just I, energy. I, what was it, John? What, was what, it? what I brought up, Steve, was the fact that, you know, on the first show that I was filling in, okay. uh, I had an important phone call that I had to take right before the show. So I walked in like, you know, like 45 seconds before or something right. like that. Um, and I made a note of there's times where you'll stroll into the studio and you could tell that you're like, I don't know what kind of mood you want to call it, but you're right. definitely not happy. And it's like super quiet and tense. And then the mics come on. And you're like, hey, everybody, what's up? Bye. And I'm like, wow, it's like a it's a really hard shift to make in terms of the energy within a span of like 30 seconds. You, gotta, you know, you got to let everything kind of put it outside the room. You know, it happens. It happens. I guess I could come in every day smiling, making everyone feel good. High energy, high energy. So I wanted to ask you, I was listening to a lot of Eason this weekend. And man, I heard a lot of Masters talk. And I... I from the from the gambling world, you know, especially the guys and the women who consume gambling content, the best betting sport right now in this time period in April and May is is it golf slash the Masters, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, or UFC? I think it would probably go golf, basketball, UFC, NHL. Why in is that, that order? Why why is why is the NBA, which is more popular than the other three that we mentioned? Yes. Why? Why is the Masters bigger than NBA playoffs on the way? Well, the the uh, so the NBA does it to itself, right? I'll give you an example. Um, the Dallas Mavericks deciding, hey, we're going to bench like a good chunk of our starting staff. But no, no, no. Luka Doncic, he's going to be on the injury report. It's probably he's going to play. But oh, yeah, an hour before it's actually going to get leaked that he's only going to play the first quarter because it's Slovenia night and we just want him out there before we pull him off of the floor. Then we eventually tank. And like those kind of moments, Steve – are, I think, what the NBA has done to itself and why it's not as popular in the regular season when it comes to betting because it's hard to kind of get a grasp on everything from an information standpoint. I'll take you back a week and a half ago where the Clippers are playing the Memphis Grizzlies as part of a two-game set in Memphis, right? And on the second uh, the second game, Kawhi Leonard plays. It's the first leg of a back-to-back. -back. They play in New Orleans the next day. And all of a sudden, in the third quarter, Kawhi Leonard's not, not on the floor. And you're like, what's happening? And then it's reported in the middle of the game, oh, yeah, by the way, we're not actually playing Kawhi in the second half. We want to get him ready for the second leg of a back-to-back, -back. the first one he's played since he's torn his ACL. Oh, and Russell Westbrook and his other teammates, they actually didn't know either. So, like, I, I think the NBA has kind of done this to itself where a lot of people don't want to put their money on it because you have no idea what's going to happen from an information standpoint, from a player personnel standpoint. Why would you want to risk your taxed income on something that is – not forthright when it comes to information about player personnel and the important things when you're coming when it comes to betting on it. It's a good answer, John von Tobel from Vsin. Did you win on the Masters? Uh, no, I, I put a small couple of tickets on Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, uh, but they were very small tickets to kind of keep an eye on everything going with the Masters. I, I wanted to start and get ready for the NBA postseason, so I did not win anything. So as I was listening to you guys, because uh, Vsin has played on our four station here at twelve thirty, the game, so you can hear it pretty much all throughout the day. Really good stuff. I heard. Uh, Dave Ross and Matt Brown, and they were talking about the drama as the uh, Saturday play was still going on. The weather was terrible. Eventually, got suspended. And I, they kept saying over and over again, "Hey, this you know it's a two horse race here. It looks like Kepka's got it." And I definitely wanted to bet someone other than Kepka, but I looked, and Kepka was one sixty to win, and Rom was plus two fifty, and it got greedy. And I'm like, ah, I don't want just plus two fifty. So that was a that was a mistake. In play, I, I probably should have gone with the safer choice instead of trying to take long shots at 33 to 1 and 40 to 1. Yeah, I think, and also when we talk about these sort of things too, like people get, like your eyes get big, you want a little bit more on it. Uh, but at the end of the day, when we always talk about the V word, right? Value. 
People always think it's massive plus prices or things of that nature, that short prices and or laying a price just can't be value. And in actually reality, that is the case. So, uh, and it's not even just golf, it's every single sport, right? I go back to the best example every single time, which was Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Floyd Mayweather at minus $5 is one of the best value bets. In fact, it's probably the best value bet of all time that ended up coming home. So, I think it's a better, like your situation, I think it's a better lesson just overall where short prices and laying prices can actually equate to value. You just have to find it and be willing to accept that maybe you won't get as big a bang for your buck. Did you bet Adesanya against Paha? Uh, no, no, I did not, actually. I was actually disappointed in myself because I was what I've been spending my whole weekend doing was re-watching old NBA games for these series that are uh, coming yeah, up. All right. So like, you know, like while everybody's like tweeting about the UFC event and everything, I'm watching like the fourth game of the four regular season matchups between Cleveland and New York. So like, so I'm disappointed because I did want to watch the see uh, the tick, the uh, card, but I couldn't bring myself to paying for it. And uh, I ended up just watching reruns of old games because I had to do it. Jonathan Von Tobel from VEASAN, me, JVT, on Twitter. Did you get angry at all this week and uh, this weekend enough to punch a wall? Uh, no, no, I did not. And that was actually, that was back in my youth. I don't really do that anymore. I have, I have young children, Willie. So I, I'm a changed man. Now, if you were to ask me that like six years ago, there's probably a point in recent history that I did that. Okay. I know what you're referring to though. Um, being a Gorman grad, uh, real quick, before we get into the NBA play in tournament, the, uh, I'm assuming that you have not yet seen, uh, air. We spoke with Sonny Vaccaro, you and I, did you go see it or no? No, not at all. Opening scene, Gorman is a reference. That's all I'm going to say. The Gorman Gales are referenced in, okay. in, the, in the opening uh, segments of this movie. So really good. And by the way, if you saw my tweet, I tagged you in it. Totally made sense when you watch it why Sonny told us that there, Michael Jordan is not represented as far as a character. Fantastic flick. So make sure you uh, check it out whenever you get a chance. Uh, so play in. Line goes from five and a half to seven and a half when it's announced that Gobert will not be traveling. Also going to be down, obviously, uh, Brokenham McDaniels, right? Yep. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean, look, I, so Gobert is obviously a loss for the Minnesota Timberwolves. There's no question about it. When you look at the defensive rating, when he's on the floor, about a 110 to about a 117 when he's off. But I would argue that the more impactful loss is Jaden McDaniels because he was going to be their primary defender on LeBron James. These two teams played back on March 31st, and when you watch that game, he's not shutting down LeBron by any stretch, but he is their most agile defender. He is long enough to stay in front of LeBron, and he's sound in terms of his defensive footwork where he'll never really be caught out of position. So now, with him not out there, you're talking about Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, who got slugged by, um, by Rudy Gobert over the weekend taking up a vast majority of those defensive possessions. And then it's a trickle-down effect after that, which is when Anderson's not on the floor and LeBron is, who else is getting those possessions? Is it Torian Prince? Who else is going to match up with LeBron defensively? And that's where you really start to see the absence. And I'll, I'll paint it in this way that, that I think it's a little bit better and more impactful. With Rudy Gobert off the floor on Carl Anthony Towns at center, guys, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves have about a plus 19 net rating. That's very, very good. But then you filter out Jaden McDaniels, that goes to a negative five. Ooh. So like they're, they really need McDaniels out there, and he's obviously not going to be available. So while Gobert is the bigger name, and, uh, and he is very important to what they do, 
I would very much argue that the line movement is worth it because their primary defender, a LeBron guy, is not going to be out there. And you add in the fact that Carl Anthony Towns now has to take a primary defensive assignments to handle Anthony Davis, and the Timberwolves are in a really, really tough spot. So I laid seven with the Los Angeles Lakers. I think just from a matchup perspective, they've got everything going for him with those two absences to win this thing, cover, and move on. John Von Tobel right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, I took the T-Wolves plus eight, nothing against you. Um, I want an upset. I want an upset. Hawks plus five. I don't want to give off negative energy. Uh, Hawks plus five against the Heat in their first game. Bulls plus five against the Raptors. Same thing, plus five OKC against the Pels. I think your best shot is probably going to – I'll say this. So I bet Atlanta, Steve. So I guess I'd go with that being your best shot. I took five with them. I just I th- I think when you're talking about this from a number standpoint, and when you're betting underdogs, uh, especially when it comes to the point spread, you can always recommend depending a little bit on the money line underdog, or excuse me, the money line price because you're betting underdogs, you should probably think that they have a higher probability of winning that game than the market says. Um, so I do think Atlanta can win this game against Miami. The question is just can Trey Young, who last year in the postseason averaged about 13 points on like under 40 percent shooting from the floor, kind of figure this matchup out? against Miami. The difference would be DeJounte Murray, who wasn't there in the postseason, has been with them throughout this year. They've been a little inconsistent, but it was about the number for me. that The market had these two teams as pretty much equals when they faced each other at the, in the beginning of March, and now all of a sudden this thing opened up five and a half because, I don't know, Miami playoffs, whatever the market was doing to add something to the rating there, which I did not agree with. So I guess I'd go with Atlanta there. But I'd also say that the difference between Chicago and Toronto is really not that big. I think Toronto's going to win and move on. But I, I did think that five and four and a half was maybe a little too large for the Raptors. They've been playing really good basketball as of late. They're nine and five in their last 14 games. One of the better offensive ratings in non-garbage time in the NBA over that stretch. But I, I think if, if you're telling me which one to pick in terms of an underdog, I, I'll go with the, the, the underdog that I bet, which is Atlanta. Some of the series that are already set. I'm looking for dogs here as well. I basically bring you on just to get some bets. Um, I just while you were breaking that down, I took the Clippers plus three seventy five. I saw a plus four thirty, but you know it is what it is. Clippers and the Suns with the Suns favored upwards of minus five hundred. Yeah, look, I, I I think the probability of the Clippers winning the series is higher than the market is saying it is. So I I would say that the bet is to make there to bet on the Clippers if you want to bet from a series price. But I sh- I would also emphasize for anybody listening too, Steve. If you believe what I believe, that the market is too high on Phoenix here or too low on the Clippers, there are other ways to attack it without necessarily betting on the Clippers to win the series. So, for example, you can find bets of uh, total games in the series, five and a half over minus 115. Like, think about that. The market's saying it's barely, there's barely a minus 115 price that this thing goes over five and a half games to six games. That's a pretty low price for a team that I think is pretty live. You can attack it from that perspective. You can get plus games, right? Plus one and a half, plus two and a half games in a series with a team like the Los Angeles Clippers. So I would say shop around because I agree with you. I bet the I bet the series over in terms of total games. I took a smaller bet on the Clippers to win the series outright because I do think there's value in that number. I don't think it's it should be that low. But I also think there's different ways to attack it. And the one I would definitely recommend is to find total games of the series and bet it over five and a half because minus one fifteen is a really, really cheap price. John, it's National Siblings Day. Do you want to do any shout outs? Uh well, as I have I mean, I have how many I have one, two, three, I have four sisters, no brothers. So um none of them listen. So I could shout them out, but I don't think anybody would hear it's, it. Well, so. you, you, you didn't have to do that. Just You could have just shouted them out. Everyone listening would have been like, what a wonderful brother. Love you, sisters. You not, even, not even by name. Not even oh. by name. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. 
I thought I would get the cold shoulder. By the way, did you have any idea that Ari had two older brothers? No way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, look at that. He had no idea either. You worked with Ari for like I, for like five years. Do you ever I talk to think, the guy? I would have think they had, they'd have toughed him toughened him up. Well, the mean streets of Philly beating him up. That'll take yeah. us into the five o'clock hour, John. We appreciate it. We'll see you. See you.